I woke up this morning and I looked outside and I'm like, yes, perfect. Now, some of y'all might not like snow, but I'm originally from Minnesota and I'm very Nordic. I'm even growing the beard for it. And I looked outside and I'm like, yes, love it. Love, love Christmas. Love this time of year. And you know, it's my mom's fault. It really is. You know, growing up, my mom, she just found a way to make it super special. She, she created all these really cool traditions and, and, you know, the Christmas music. I don't know if any of you all got into those first few songs. I saw a few of you guys kind of doing this a little bit. And you're probably thinking, it's church. Is it okay to do that in church? Yes, it is. And I love that. I love all of the things about this time of the year. My mom, she made it so special. You know, the, the, the decorating, the lights, the cookies. Oh, my gosh, the cookies. My mom loves Christmas so much that when I started going around and traveling and drawing on, by the way, this is a, a queen-size flat black bed sheet from Target. Um, yeah, that's been my job for 25 years, to draw on a bed sheet from Target for a living. It's a very weird job. But when I started doing this, my mom would beg and plead with me. She's like, Ben, please, can you develop some kind of a Christmas show? Something that encapsulates all of the things that I love about Christmas. And it took me about 10 years to figure it out. Now, those of you guys that have seen me before, what I'm about to do is not my normal show. Tonight is about just memories, nostalgia, all of the wonderful things that we love about this time of the year family, friends. My hope for the next few minutes is I'm attacking this canvas. In fact, we even, I even prepped it because I wanted to make it look kind of special. It kind of looks like little Christmas lights, doesn't it? Or if you like cookies, it's a lot of cookies, big ones and little ones. But I really wanted tonight to be an opportunity for you guys to just kind of escape what's going on outside there. All of the uncertainty, all of the craziness that, that's going on out there. And to come in here and just for a few moments, just experience the joy, the peace, and just the awesomeness of everything that this season's about. And so I'm going to put some chalk on this canvas. I hope you guys enjoy the journey because it's going to be a journey. I hope you guys are entertained, but above all else, I hope you guys are blessed. Let me pray before I draw. Father God, I thank you so much for everyone who made the decision to come out tonight and just the desire to kick off Christmas and, and, and just, God, for the wonderful things that you're wanting to do tonight. I just pray that nothing would get in the way. God, that I would decrease and that you would increase and that, Lord, at the end of tonight, we can say that we had a chance to get more acquainted with you. Help us just to enjoy this journey. It's in your name we pray these things. Oh, you guys are awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, I can tell you one thing, I'm out of shape. And I love it. Um, I'm, real quick, uh, because we've got some more fun tonight. Um, the worship band's going to come back up in a little bit. And so uh, if you're going to get a picture, do a picture really quick. We're going to post a picture on Facebook. But uh, ushers, do you guys mind coming? And we're going to clear this off so that we can eventually have room for the, uh, for the band. So, yeah, come on up, David. You can crank that off. And um, I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about this painting a little bit. Um, what I like to call this is a teachable moment because, I'd be honest with me, when you can come up, you take it off. Yeah, I, I can talk and you, you can work at the same time. We're good, man. 
Yeah. Everyone got your pictures? Good. Did I tell you guys I was ADD, which means I'm really impatient, so that's got to be a quick pick. Cool. When, uh, when I erased it, how many got a little mad? Anybody get upset at me? Anybody? You guys are really nice. I've actually had people yell at me. Go and pick that up. We're going to move this tarp too, buddy. Can you lift your... Uh, there you go. Yeah, pick that up. There we go. All right, cool. I was doing this the first time at my mom's church. I created it for her, and uh, I really did it to see how she'd respond. And she yelled at me afterwards. She's like, what'd you do to Frosty? He melted, okay? <laughs> and, you know, and, and I told her, I says, Mom, the reason why I, I did this drawing the way that I did is because you told me to create a program that encapsulates all the things that you love about Christmas. It's okay to love Frosty the Snowman. It's okay to, to enjoy those Christmas cookies. It's okay to sing those songs, rocking around the Christmas tree and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Those are some of the great nostalgic things about growing up with Christmas. But the teachable moment is this. Don't ever let those things get in the way of making the main thing the main thing. It's all about this incredible gift, isn't it? I love teachable moments. I mean, ever since I had kids, I was always looking for those opportunities to teach my kids things because I learned very quickly that just telling your kids things, they don't listen. You can tell them all you want, but until you create some kind of an experience, something visual, something tangible, it doesn't stick. That's where the whole Lego drive came from. I love to torture my kids. I bring them to Target, say, hey, pick out a gift. And then we get home and I'm like, we're giving them away. Oh, they were mad, by the way. I cannot express to you how angry my children were. And it literally took 45 minutes for me to explain to them the idea of giving and the joy of giving. And I remember my youngest daughter, who was the most angry, Annie, she just, oh, when she feels like she's been wrong, she gets fired up. And she's yelling and she's debating with me. And I can remember her saying, Dad, how do we know that the people that we're going to give these to, how do we know that they've earned it? How do we know that they're worth it? How do we know? We don't know them, Dad. And then I realized I blew it again. I mean, that's, most of your parents can relate to that. You know, you do your best raising your kids, but I don't know how many times I, I, I look back and I'm like, oh, I really messed them up good. And, and in that moment, as my daughter was talking about, we don't know if they've earned it. We don't know if they've worked for it. We don't know if they're good people. I realized my daughter did not understand the concept of a gift. I, I ruined her because I, did what, I do what every parent does. I, I, I use all of these great, wonderful things that my kids love as a carrot. I bribe them. You want to go get ice cream? Clean your room. And that becomes, you no, know, ice cream no longer is a gift. It's a paycheck. We do it around the holidays too. You guys want your Christmas gifts? You want Christmas? Go to bed early then. And the funny thing is, is that we grow up with this, this mentality that nothing's free. That there really is no real gift out there. And as adults, the mindset that we have is, okay, what's the catch? What are the strings that are attached? Ever get one of those coupons from one of those fast food restaurants and it's got those huge bold letters, free. And, and you're like, oh yes, free donuts. I love donuts. I really love donuts. And then you read the small print below there and it says with purchase of a large beverage and you realize this ain't really free if it was free I could pull up into your parking lot wave the ticket and you'd come and start shoving donuts down my throat 
What this is, is a bonus. It's a perk. It's an upgrade. It's not free. It's not a gift. Ever go on a vacation and, and somebody tries to lure you in and they say, hey, you know what? Um, I, I got a great gift for you. It's a, a two-night free hotel, all expenses paid, massage, couples massage for you and your wife. It's all free. And you're thinking it's great. And you're thinking, this sounds way too good to be true. It's because it is. And that's when they say, oh, but by the way, to get these free gifts, you've got to come and listen to a 10-hour seminar and hopefully sign up for a timeshare. And guys, so we grow up believing, even as adults, that nothing is free. And we're always skeptical. And we're always wondering, what's the catch? I got the real big Bible tonight. Sometimes we, we get those apps and I like to get, the, get this all dirty. In the Bible, it says this in Romans. It says that for the wages of sin is death. Now let me set that up first. In Romans 3, it says this, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. When I read that, I realize that applies to all of us, doesn't it? The Bible's pretty clear. It says, for all, A-L-L. And those of you that know me, I'm super ADD, grew up in the special ed program. I'm extremely dyslexic. It's basically what I talk about all the time. And so I'm not very good at grammar. I, I, I know what an exclamation point is because I'm a walk exclamation point. I love grammar. I thank God every day for spell check. But I know how to simplify things, and I know what, what this says right here. It says, for all. That means every single one of us. It says, for all have sinned, which means none of us excluded. I was hanging out at, at 930 with the Mercy kids, and I was hanging out with Max and Sam and some of the other kids that are in here. And, and I love hanging out with them because we get to break things down real simple. And I talked to them a little bit about this. I said, you know, hey, have you guys ever messed up before? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we mess up all the time. I said, what, what happens when we mess up? And one kid screams out, I get grounded. Another kid screamed out, I, I can't play my video games anymore. Another kid screamed out, I got to chomp down on a bar of soap. And then I asked him, well, what do you call that? And that kid screams back, gross. If you never tried it, it's nasty. And we kind of broke it down to where I was going with, with the question. And that was that when they mess up, when we make mistakes, when we blow it, there's a punishment. The Bible says that for all have sinned, all of us have blown it, all of us have made mistakes. And if you're honest with yourself, you know that that's true. We're all broken. We've all messed up. And so when you read this over here in Romans 6, it gets a little bit scary. It says this, for the wages of sin, let's break that word down a little bit more. The wages, the consequence, the punishment is death. I remember the first time I read that thinking, this does not sound very good. And it's not. I was also kind of confused because I thought to myself, well, aren't we all going to die at some point? I was a young kid and I went to one of my pastor friends and I says, can you explain this to me? And, and he did such a masterful job. He says, well, Ben, when, when the Bible talks about this, this death, for the wages of sin is death, what it's talking about is an eternal separation from God, the one who made you, the one who created you, the one that we long to be with. You know, that's that little thing inside of us. In fact, there's a song out there called Hungry I Come to You because inside of us, God created us with this hunger to be with him, to be near him. And so that sin 
separates us eternally. Now, I told you I'm not very good at grammar, but I can tell you that I love the fact that after the word death, there is a comma and not a period. Because if there was a period, there'd be no reason to be here tonight. If there was a period, there would be no hope. There'd be no reason to come on Sunday mornings because that's the end of the story. We've all messed up. We all deserve the consequence of death, period, end of story, no hope. But instead of a period, there's a comma. And I thank God every day for that comma because what comes after that comma is good. It's why we celebrate. It's why you see people on Sunday morning raising their hands, some even in tears because of the magnitude of what comes after this incredible comma. It says this, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Can I get an amen? amen. Jesus is a gift. And here's the best part. This is the kickoff to Christmas. There are no strings attached. You don't have to sit and listen to an eight-hour seminar to get this gift. Because here's the bottom line. You will never be worthy. You can never earn it. You can only receive it. That's the only thing that comes along with this gift is the choice to say yes. I remember when I made that decision, I, I was at a camp. My life was tough. I, I grew up in the special ed program. I, I was kind of an outcast. A lot of people made fun of me and I felt like I was a mistake. And I tried to live my life to gain the approval of so many people. I, I blew it quite a bit. I'm, I stand before you and, and I love Lego because it reminds me so much of who we are and how we are. You know, if you go out there and you look at that Christmas tree of Lego, you're gonna look at the packaging and the marketing department at the Lego company is amazing. Because every time you look at one of those boxes, you're like, that is an amazing fire truck, I wanna buy it. That's an amazing, you know, Star Wars, I wanna buy it. If you've ever purchased a Lego, the outside of that box is beautiful, but when you crack it open and you pour it out, it's like you and me, broken. We're broken. And as much as we try to act like we're not, as much as we try to play it off by putting stuff on social media and, and acting like things are good, the truth of it is, is outside of Jesus, outside of this gift, we are broken, we are lost, and we are hungry. But with this gift, we are everything. Not because of who we are, but because who Christ is in us and how he can work through us. So I'm at this camp and I remember John Ramsey gave us an opportunity to make a decision. I'd never really been to church before at this time. I was a sophomore in high school. I only went to church at Christmas and Easter because mom made me. And John Ramsey got up that Thursday night and he says, we're gonna have an altar call. And all I'm thinking to myself is I've seen movies, isn't that where they kill stuff? This is getting really weird. But he got real with us that night and he says, the altar call is for us to take our old life to take all of the junk, all of the sin, all of the dirt, all of the brokenness, and finally come to that place where you realize you don't have to do it yourself. You, you're not supposed to do it yourself. You go to God and you say, here, and you surrender. And in return, you receive this gift. I'm gonna invite you to do something tonight. I don't know your guys' story, I don't know Maybe you got invited here tonight because somebody said, hey, they're gonna be drawn with chalk and that not sound like fun. But I'm gonna invite you guys just for a moment, just to bow your heads, close your eyes, because I wanna give you guys an opportunity that I was given at a summer camp 
almost 35 years ago, an opportunity to accept this gift. You see, some of you in this room may have heard about this gift, but because of the society we live in, your mind instantly went to, what's the catch? What do I have to do? Or maybe some of you've heard about this Jesus God and what he did on that cross and just the magnitude of that sacrifice. You thought, maybe I need to go clean up my life. Maybe I need to go fix some things before I accept this gift. I gotta go earn it. Well, tonight I got some great news. Neither one of those matter. It's free. I want you to just imagine this just for a minute. God is holding out this perfect gift to you. And when somebody holds out a perfect gift to an individual, there's a choice that needs to be made. There's only one thing you can do. You either receive it or you walk away from it. Tonight, if you want this gift, if you've never accepted this gift and you want this gift, I'm gonna challenge you to be bold tonight. I'm gonna count to three in just a minute. And if you want this gift, all I'm gonna ask you to do is just raise your hand. That's all you gotta do. On the count of three, if you want this gift, you raise your hand. Number one, Jesus loves you. Number two, he is not done with you. Number three, I surrender my whole life to you, Jesus. Raise your hand if you want this gift. Amen, amen. I see those hands. I see them. I wanna give just another second. I don't wanna be impatient. I don't wanna be ADD about this because guys, this gift, it's life-changing. It will transform everything about you because it's Jesus. God, I thank you for the hands that were raised tonight. Those of you that raised your hand, pray this prayer. Thank you, God, for not giving up on me. Thank you for loving me. Tonight, I surrender 100% to you. I confess that I'm a, I'm a sinner and that I'm broken, and I receive wholeheartedly this gift of forgiveness and salvation in your son, Jesus. And tonight, God, we thank you for loving us that much. It's in your son's name we pray these things. Amen. If you made that decision tonight, I wanna to challenge you to do one thing. Find a Connect card. Please let us know. I've been working for Mercy Road now for 10 months and it has been an incredible joy. And one of the things that I love about this place more than anything is that they love to pray. And they wanna pray for you. And they wanna encourage you. And they're serious about it. So if you raise your hand, find a Connect card, fill it out, let us know so we can be praying for you. Let's celebrate, amen together.